What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your girl, Taylor. Right here, here we are with an episode of Tender Love. Today we're going to be talking about exes, any and all kind, and we're going to be answering a whole bunch of questions like, do you have a favorite ex? What happened between you and your ex? Who was your worst ex? So yes, 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 we are getting into it. As a trigger warning, we will be touching on things like a little bit of depression and anxiety. So if any of those things pertain to you and you're not ready to talk about or listen to any of these topics that we're going to be dealing with today, then you might want to skip this episode and go to more of our fun and death ones. So without further ado, here is the episode. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Taylor. And it's your boy, Keith. And welcome to Tender Love. Hey, was we supposed to do that together? Oh, we could try it. No, no. We'll do it next time. Okay. Today, we will be talking about exes. Fuck y'all. Okay. Mm -hmm. We will be talking about exes. And we're going to be talking about... Your favorite ex, your worst ex, and why you and the ex before the person that you're with now broke up and how did being with them alter or change the ways you dated and how you wanted your relationship to go. And, so, and how you handled the breakup initially. Yes. So, Mr. Keith, would you like to go first? Yes. So, my boring ass only had one ex there will be no name drops damn you a lame yeah whatever i was just a nigga that was protective of his feelings anyway <laughs> uh i had one ex we dated for five months and uh we broke up because i wouldn't take her to the close doctor's office and I, I I watched the rest of the Falcons game. That's what she said. But then I found out as the days went and years went by that she actually cheated on me. She didn't even tell me. I found out by her dumbass posting it on Facebook that it was her and this dude's three year relation uh, three year anniversary, and that wasn't even three years ago. Wait, so. How was she able to like get away with that? Because I she she would post you too. Like when I went through her Facebook, she had photos of y'all on there. So how did she get away with that? So look, we broke up the day after Black Friday or the Sunday after Black Friday, mm-hmm. and that was probably it's weird because it, like I taught her how to drive. She mm-hmm. got her license and then she just drove everywhere, and including to another nigga. Yeah. Damn. And no offense, I'm sorry. Uh, she ended up posting on Facebook three years later. Like I wasn't thinking anything of it like at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. That it was her and this dude's three year relationship, uh, three year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at the date of it, it said eleven slash fifteen. I was like, like I had to do a little math. I'm like, last time I checked, Thanksgiving is not on 
November the 15th. And it right. never will be. Right. So then I was like, three years ago, November 15th, we were still together. So she did cheat on me. Oh, okay. Then I had a bunch of my homies and homegirls tell me that she's always been a hoe. And, and she, uh, <laughs> she got around pretty well. And I should have known that shit. But, hey, it is what it is. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I... I've had a couple boyfriends. Most of them just, you know, high school. Just Fuck them niggas. <laughs> just high school boyfriends. Nothing really serious. However, a boyfriend that I would consider like a first love. One that's not just so puppy love. Um, would be my first high school boyfriend. We actually started dating in 8th grade. But um, where I'm from, we just lived in the same neighborhood and in turn we went to the same high school so he was my first high school boyfriend and um we broke up because i guess um he just got bored because i really i could have a boyfriend but we weren't allowed to go out on dates like i couldn't go to the mall with him like i could only really see him at school and one time i was able to go somewhere with him but his mom was there too it was like some fourth of july fireworks scene so that was like the only thing that we did and sometimes you know he would come see me and we would go to the park but i would have to like go with my twin sister and his sisters and his little brother would have to come like we could just never be by ourselves mm -hmm. um so we broke up because of that and you know it was a first love so i was devastated i was heartbroken um it was my first heartbreak that i would most definitely say but i got over it pretty quickly um and like looking on it now like i understand why he broke up with me because i mean it's not easy to be in a relationship and y'all basically can't really get to know each other like y'all can't be in a relationship y'all can't go anywhere y'all can't do anything and it's not like my mom wasn't like super strict or anything she just she didn't want me to date until i was 16 but so i was so you met me she didn't want me to date or like go out on to like go out to dates until i was 16 and i was 15 at the time 14 going on 15 um when this happened but um you know, it was cool. Like, we still uh, talked to each other and stuff like that. Because we were friends for a long time first. And um, I would say he's my favorite ex. Because the relationship wasn't um, bad. He was really sweet. He played piano. So he would play me songs all the time. I'm a big Twilight fan. And for those of you who know uh, Bella's Lullaby from the first movie, he actually learned it and played it for me and so i thought that was really romantic and sweet um we both could sing so you know we would sing all the time and sing songs on the piano all the time so it was just fun That's so sweet <laughs> it was just uh it was really it was really fun and i always told myself like if i didn't meet anybody else then like uh, i'll we all we both just felt like we would be the people each other would, you know, marry or get together with. But that's changed now. I think she now. just threw some shade at me. But that's changed now, obviously. Um, 
And then I have a worse ex, too. It was uh, the previous one. The bitch-ass nigga before me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was the worst one because he... I lost my virginity to him. Um, he cheated on me with three different girls. Um, I felt like he was verbally and mentally abusive. And honestly, I did let him get away with a lot. Like I didn't, corny. Well, I didn't address a lot of things like early on. So then when I would blow up and get mad about it, you know, it would be grounds for him to do it again because I basically just let him off the hook. Like he would be like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'll be like, it's okay, blah, blah, blah. Like I never really put my foot down. And I didn't like put my foot down or like do the whole curse you out thing because I felt like that was toxic behavior. So I didn't want to do all of that. However, looking back on it now, I should have just did it anyway. And after that breakup that came with a lot of sadness and depression i was but i didn't know i was depressed um because i was still doing my normal routine like i had a really stereotypical perception of what depression was so i didn't know i was depressed for six months and then once i figured it out i started making lifestyle changes working on myself for like three years um which was very helpful so, which brings us to my next point. So, Keith, how did your last relationship um, shape how you wanted to date, what you were dating for, who you wanted to date? Like, how did it change your perception of dating and girls? I lost my trust for women. Uh, I'm not even going to lie. Because... Like, the way she came off when I first met her is that she was so innocent and shit. And then she fucked around and did all that shit behind my back. And there's probably more that I don't even know about mm-hmm. while I held a lot of shit down. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it just made it it made it real hard for me to trust, like, trust another female in general. Like, because it's, it's weird that, I mean, it sucks, but it's true that it's... It takes a lot to build up trust in someone. And yeah. it only takes one small thing to lose that trust. Yeah. And then when you do that, it takes even more to build up trust with that same person. And then it sucks for the people in your future. Yeah. So it just made me, like, really t- take a step back and, like, analyze what went wrong in the relationship. Why I even dated her. Should I have dated her? Stuff like that. And then, like, mm-hmm. moving forward maybe more like take my time a lot more how long were you single before you got into your recent relationship before i got into the relationship with you Mm. i'm asking for the people because they're probably curious we broke up in 2013 Mm. me and you got together in 2019 so okay. if you can't do the math in that six years yeah six okay. years okay. i mean five years ten months if you really want to be exact with six years okay without any like boyfriend girlfriend relationship yeah like i had like a couple friends with benefits yeah and shit like that but 
they caught feelings. I didn't. Yeah. So the dad did it. Did you not catch feelings because you still didn't? It was better to keep women at a distance if you only were friends with benefits with them. Nah. So like, really, after like 2016, mm-hmm. I completely got over my ex. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was like, all right, cool. Like, if I'm ready, like, if the, if the time is right, and the, the girl is right. I'm ready to date. Mm-hmm. But, like, the girls that I was, like, so-called talking to would just want to be friends with benefits because they was already, in, like, talking to other dudes. So, in my mind, when I hear friends with benefits, I'm like, okay, that usually means we're going to fuck. We're going to text each other stuff, like, funny stuff, but mm-hmm. it ain't going to be no sentimental shit. Right. So, like, I already have my mind wired that I'm not going to catch no feelings. Okay. That makes sense. But this was before I came up with my um, <laughs> my 35% rule. <laughs> and what's that? So, you can ask any of my friends. I tell them what my 35% rule is. Unless you, unless you plan on being very serious with a girl, like, date like like getting together mm-hmm. long term do not have do not give a girl more than 35 percent of your 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 sex game like once you pass 35 percent your grounds for the girl catching hard feelings like just give them like sometimes you might not even you might not even want to eat them out to be honest mm-hmm. that sounds like really like horrendous but girls, if you really if you really nice like that, girls catch feelings fast. So don't go past thirty five percent if you want to like play it on the safe side and don't want no heartbreak. But then again, some people don't even it don't even take thirty five percent for some girls to catch feelings. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's 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 my rule. Okay. It, it <laughs> after I after I implemented that rule, it worked very well for me. And okay. And before I ask you a question, you were continuing to say like how um, it affected your relationships and stuff. Like you were talking about um, your distrust. Yeah, it was very hard for me to trust another woman for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then like, cause I never went through the like the traditional dating process where you you go on a few dates, mm-hmm. you feel each other out the vibe is right everything is organic then you get together so like you're you're my first one that i've done that with mm-hmm. and so far it's working out pretty well we've yeah. gone we've been what, together for what, a year and almost two months now so almost yeah. so a year and almost two months and no true argument we had a couple disagreements but that's it mm-hmm. yeah couple couple powwows yeah but that's it yeah um, so for me, um, I, I just didn't trust men. And so I, I didn't get in my next relationship until you. You still don't trust men. <laughs> That's not true. Okay, this is niggas Only like shit. 15%. But, um, I didn't trust, I didn't trust men either. So it was, um easy for me to be friends with benefits with them because then like I could you know keep them 
at a distance like I could get what I want and then just like not have to worry about like getting my heart broken again however um that gets very boring after a while like at least for me personally like the whole friends with benefits i can agree it, i guess uh it did after a while get boring for me as well yeah i guess you can call it like a whole phase like whatever you want to call it it just got boring after a while because i honestly i was i wasn't when i was doing it i wasn't doing it for the right reasons mm. i wasn't doing it like oh because i'm horny right now yeah. um that would only be a small part of the reason why i would do it it would be because i was trying to i was still heartbroken so i was trying to fill a void and not fill it but i was only temporary temporarily doing it because afterwards i would feel even worse mm -hmm. and like i said earlier i was depressed and i didn't know it and i couldn't figure out why when i was doing that why i felt worse about myself and my situation after um like i was done like after i would leave like there would be times where i would shower like right after and i would get in the shower and i would just cry because i felt like so so you were so, doing it you were you doing it to fill fill in a void like, um to fill in like an empty space you might have felt you had in your in yourself yeah i just felt like feel, i felt like feeling something other than the heartbreak was better and that's than like actually a, going through the heartbreak that's like a complicated thing because a lot of people when they go through a bad heartbreak like the first thing they think is like they need to do something to get off yeah. their mind and then they f they fail to realize like it's kind of like when people like do drugs or get drunk when mm -hmm. they're going through like depression mm -hmm. like after they come down from their high or they sober up mm -hmm. the depression is still gonna be there yeah so it's like when you doing that when you do that stuff like after the relationship that heartbreak's still gonna be there when you're done doing that stuff. Like you yeah. can't just like in my in, see that's that's just for me. That's for a lot of people that mm -hmm. I know. You can't just like fuck the pain away. Yeah, and for me, guys, I was never this emotion that I was feeling because I like I said I didn't know it was depression. I just knew that I wasn't myself. It was new to me because I'm used to being so strong. I'm used to just dealing with stuff and then just trying to figure out a solution yeah. to try to fix it or just do, doing something to make sure it never happens again so i wasn't used to crying all the time i wasn't used to being sad mm -hmm. or angry or frustrated for as long as i was so i really didn't know what to do with my feelings and you know i would come i would like convince myself like oh you know you're doing it because you know you're you're horny or whatever but like i said that would be like a really small portion of it and you know definitely looking back on it now i would say um i wish i would have just dealt with the breakup and just took my time healing mm -hmm. instead of like trying to heal the situation with my body and a, a toxic way because I mean it, it wouldn't even be with anybody that I knew personally like 
my school, Yik Yak, was really popular. So I would just get on there. And anybody that was like, yo, you know, I want some, I would just be like, I want some too. So I was being very careless um, with my body uh, and ultimately with my safety because I really barely, like, knew these people. I just knew they went to my school. Some of them I knew um, because I had classes with them or Mm -hmm. they were – in the circle of friends that I was friends with, but majority of the time, um, I really didn't know them, know them all that well. So, um, I would definitely say that if you were anything like me, then to not <laughs> do that, because like I said, um, you put your body in harm's way, you put your safety in harm's way. And sometimes I would have these dudes come to my apartment and I lived with my twin sister. And one day I was just like, yo, like, I could invite the wrong person here one day and something happened to me mm-hmm. or my sister. And my and my sister is just like, she is the most important person in my life. And so if I was to do anything because I was just too, you know, emotionally unavailable to deal with my own shit then that would have just then i would have had to go to jail for killing somebody (laughs) what kind of bullshit yeah and so i just it's just better to deal with it um just head on and um i'm the type of person like i don't tell people things if i feel like they can't help me so, like, if I need, like, money or something, but, like, I know you ain't got no job, like, I'm not going to ask you for $10. Yeah. But you never know who might have helped that person, and in turn, they could help you. Like, somebody could have just randomly been like, hey, I want to give you $100. And because they did that, and you say you needed 10 then they're able to give you 10 So, you know, you just never know. Um... So I would definitely say try to talk to somebody, anybody. It doesn't even have to be family. My school had um, free, like, counselors for us um, on campus. So I talked to them for a little bit. And then I just ultimately, like, uh, I found myself. So I was also very unhealthy during this time. I was stress eating, mainly because I barely had any money. Um... (laughs) So it was just easier to eat fast food because during this time I had messed up and effed around in school, not because of anything. I just wasn't doing any work. Um, and so I had lost my financial aid. And because I lost my financial aid, I had to get two jobs to pay for my apartment mm-hmm. and food. I didn't have a car, so I had to pay for Ubers and Lyft, whichever one was available when I needed it every day, twice a day, yeah. every week. Um, and so between rent and having to pay Uber, um, most of my money would be gone. So I would rely on like free meals at work or like those 50% off meals at work. And at one point I was working three jobs, um, at a time. And so I would definitely just say, you know, uh, deal with it and, you know, don't be scared to face your fears. That's like the biggest thing. Yeah. Is everybody gets scared to face their fears of actual heartbreak, but yeah. it's better to hit it head on while it's fresh. Yeah. Than let it marinate. Yeah, and it don't it's going to hurt, 
and for some people it might hurt for a short amount of time and for some people it might hurt for a long a long amount of time but it's like a it's like a knee injury like you could twist your knee or, or ankle injury you twist your ankle doing whatever walking upstairs playing basketball you just like shake it off and deal with the pain and keep going it's just gonna get worse but if you actually like sit down and like actually take care of your ankle and strengthen it then it'll get like it'll get a lot better for the long run yeah so i want to ask you Uh um what made you like what did you do um in the time between your breakup and wanting to be in a relationship again like how did you change yourself and how did that change what you wanted in a relationship and what you wanted from a girl in your relationship oh well believe it or not i used to be scared of confrontation like so after the breakup like every like it seemed like every six to eight months she would hit me up because she going through some shit they also would go to the same church went to the same they church. also went to the same church she started coming back around when i came around <laughs> she um she would hit me up every like six to eight months mm-hmm. when she was going through some shit with her man and i just kept falling for it then we were like we would hook up and then i was like okay i'm back in there and then boom not hearing from her again so like so she was like using you yeah she's using me for like whatever to like getting away from the bullshit she was already going through okay what are, what are you doing i was trying to put it down so i can take the jacket off. um so yeah she would use me and then once she feels like she uh like she's good like she would just lose me and i always fell for this shit mm-hmm. and it was like it was like starting from square one Mm-hmm. So then it hit me like late, probably like late 2017, early 2018. Like, look, I'm completely done with this shit. I don't know why I keep going back. Like, it's just, it's killing me, my aspirations and whatnot. Cause I'm worried about a, a girl that did me wrong and not worried about myself. Mm-hmm. So then, like, um,. Come, I think it was November of 2018, I believe. Mm -hmm. She hits me one more time saying, can we talk? I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it because I'm a nice guy. Went over there. We we barely talked. Hooked up. And then after that, I told her, like, look, I can't keep doing this shit. I'm done with you. Like. I didn't even get any feelings out of having sex with you just now. It was just, it just felt like it was just a, a little one night stand. Mm-hmm. So, like, don't even, like, please don't hit me up. Like, don't wasn't hit my she up in a relationship after. during this time? Uh, if that's what you want to call it. Cause didn't she have a kid? Yeah, she had a kid. Okay. I mean, that's what you want to call it. I don't know. Oh, okay. The nigga was like twelve years older than me. So. Oh, okay. But y'all, y'all were cool. Who? You and the guy, right? Like y'all don't have any no, animosity. Like oh. He apparently he was talking bad about me around her. Oh. Man, nigga was like. Is five, this the three. same person that came to church with her? When you saw her, mm-hmm. nah. 
Oh, okay. Okay. I guess I'm thinking about him. You said y'all didn't have any. Okay. The nigga was like thinking I was trying to be a a father to his kid. And I was like, hell no. This nigga ain't my offspring. I'm not going to be a dad to him. Okay. Gotcha. But, um, so then I did it to shit. Like, blocked her on everything. She kept trying to reach me through my friends and my family. Mm -hmm. Would even try to come to church and talk to me. All I did was walk right by her, like, didn't even say hi or nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I guess that's when it really hit her that I'm completely over her. Mm-hmm. And then, like, like once I did that, I figured, I found out, like, I really am strong enough to go through something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, of course, with the help of a bunch of friends, family, and it does help to have female friends as well. Mm-hmm. It helps me, um, like, actually deal with it, figure out what I really want in a woman. Mm-hmm. And... So, and what um, traits or qualities were those? Um, first and foremost, like, of course not everybody's going to feel like this, but my 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 woman needs to be a, a God-fearing woman. Mm-hmm. I don't care. What or at least, like, willing, even if she wasn't, or at least willing to learn to be educated? No, like, honestly. Like, already? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because, like, you can educate someone and then they use that against you to try to ki- like take you away from it. And okay. like I don't want somebody to keep me away from going to, going to church because church is something I want to do. Okay. So she has to be God fearing. Mm-hmm. She would have to be everything would have to be organic. Like you don't, I don't want no forced comedy. Like yeah, you trying to find something that you know I laugh at and then make me laugh from that same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never wanted the woman that tried to force themselves to like what I like Mm -hmm. like I never cared if you didn't like basketball Mm -hmm. you can take it amongst yourself to learn it Mm -hmm. if you think we gonna be together forever and Mm -hmm. you know it's always gonna be there Mm -hmm. you can take it amongst yourself to learn it so you're not confused Mm -hmm. when you see me yelling at a basketball game or at a Mm -hmm. TV screen or something Yeah. and then uh, a woman with aspirations and ambition who can work hard Mm -hmm. and at least has a plan for her life to be on the right track even if it's not necessarily there i was not always the one to go after the one that's already cemented in her life yeah because it kind of that for me i never really bodes well Mm -hmm. because then i'd have to change my my lifestyle to fit their schedule that they're already on Mm mm-hmm um and then like i wasn't too big on looks but like i can't have no skinny ass woman okay because (laughs) i'm a big dude yeah i'm 240 pounds Mm -hmm. and it's not like a chunky fat 240 Mm -hmm. it's like a, a like a hefty like brolic 240 not even like trying to brag but like you just look you just look like you play like football like you look like you play everybody sports. think i'm a fullback you i thought you looked like you play like wide receiver or something everybody thought like everybody was like did you used to be like a running back or a fullback in high school i was like bro yeah. <laughs> i was a i was a a small forward in, I in basketball basketball but yeah you just look like you play sports yes so i can't I, i'd rather my woman be thick mm-hmm. like it's, I'd rather get a thick woman 
who wants to lose weight mm-hmm. then get a, a really thin woman who wants to gain weight okay because a thick woman who wants to lose weight wants to eat healthy get on a good diet workout schedule and all that stuff but if a thin woman wants to gain weight mm-hmm. she probably gonna like eat a lot mm-hmm. and shit like that mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not with all that okay that's no knock on them. Yeah, there are some not, very pretty. Just not your. Presence. And then I used to, I used to have a thing for light skinned women. <laughs> after the after 20, 2016, 2017, that went out the window. Was I that always, dude? Was that just because that's who you were into, or do you think like the friends you had or like society influenced? Oh, so society really didn't influence it. Mm-hmm. It's just my celebrity crush was, is, and always will be Lauren London. Because mm-hmm. she is Lauren London. Like, when, when we watched ATL, I didn't care anything about the whole movie mm-hmm. or anybody in the movie. And I was mad at T.I. for ripping that chain off of Lauren London's neck like that. And I wanted to fight him. For those of you who might be listening and don't know us, I am the opposite of Lauren London. <laughs> and i'll go in more detail about that when it's my turn (laughs) oh but then once i like really grew up and like stopped going for looks Mm -hmm. i realized that dark skin brown skin just black women in general are are the reason the world goes round. yeah so i was like i i ain't settling for no for nothing less than a nice brown skinned woman. So like what did you what did you change about yourself to make sure I went on Tinder. <laughs> in your next relationship you didn't bring any toxic traits into it? Oh, I listened more to the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I wouldn't <clears throat> I, I didn't I used to be very overprotective. And like less trusting. How so? Um. So with my old, my last relationship, she would like go to all these. So at the time, she was in high school, but eighteen. Mhm. I was one year out of college. Like I, I only did one year in college, and stayed home. Was nineteen, turning twenty. Mhm. She would always go to all these parties and stuff and like with people that I knew about mm-hmm. and like her her friend was just on some on some very scandalous whole shit. Mm-hmm. So <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I just never trusted the people she was around and ultimately didn't trust her. And that gave me issue like like mean trust issues. So uh-huh. then like moving forward, I told myself like I got to really open up my vulnerability mm-hmm. or it's going to be bad for every relationship I get in. So I just open myself up and like open my mind up. Mm-hmm. I definitely prayed mm-hmm. a lot more like for the woman that was right for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I I used to be like like scared. Like I wasn't really a great, great at conversation. Mm-hmm. So then I changed that as well. It's like took it among like took it upon myself to just talk to people whenever they want to talk like yeah don't be like a a stick in the mud or give one word answers and stuff like i just mm-hmm. just talk 
Yeah. And that that's that's kind of what got me to you. Mm-hmm. It definitely helps that you ain't scared to talk back. Yeah. So for me, what was the first question I asked? Shit. Some about what did I learn from? Them? Oh yeah. Okay. So coming out of that relationship, um, the three years that before I got into my recent one, I just really worked on myself um a lot uh, and I mean like a lot um like I said between that relationship and the whole depression thing I had gained a lot of weight mm-hmm. so I, I um I gained like 60 pounds I didn't necessarily look it but it definitely um I definitely felt that way mm-hmm. and it definitely like manifested itself in my health um because just walking from my front door to my bedroom mm-hmm. I would be out of breath and I live in an apartment so those things are on the same floor obviously um and all I would really have to do was just walk turn a corner and then go into the door like it would be that simple um doing simple tasks just was just became tiring for me I was tired all the time my face was breaking out um I wasn't drinking a lot of water I was just very unhealthy so I was like I got to change that. So I went on this huge weight loss journey, Mm -hmm. lost the weight. As a present to myself, I got my belly button pierced. Um, But I still had some issues. Um, I was getting over it, but I wasn't fully um, over it yet because I had to see him every day because we went to the same school. Mm -hmm. And he would bring the girl up there. So I had to see him sometimes, and then I had to see her sometimes, and it was still pretty hard. Um, But then a year after that, in 2017, um, I had got over majority of it, but I was still doing the whole friends with benefits thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I had started doing it for pleasure mostly, but I was still doing it to fill a void a little bit wasn't really sure what the void was i think i was just craving like wanting attention and sex like made me feel so i I got a question yeah outside of the cheating what uh what about the last relationship hurt you the most um at that time i was just very big on well, in general, I'm just very big on treating people how I want to be treated mm-hmm. and um, meaning what you say. And he told me he was in love with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first time anybody had ever said that to me because um, my first high school boyfriend, we said, I love you. But we never said like, oh, I'm in love with you. Um, I really said that in high school. And, um, and it started off. Our relationship started off really, really great. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I don't know, it was just really great. Like, it wasn't, the first six months of our relationship was not bad at all. Um, our relationship started because I, I pursued him first. You know, I saw him in the lunchroom and I was like, oh, you're cute. And he was like, oh, thanks. And then... 
I found out that he was friends with another one of my friends. He was probably surprised because he's ugly as shit. Anyway. Um, and so that's how it got started. But he was so great. Like, um, we went on a lot of fun dates. Uh, we did things that no, like, boyfriend had ever, like, shown me or did for me um, before. And so. So when did the mask come off? Uh the sixth month so the thing that uh to answer your question the thing that hurt the most um i just felt really deceived if that makes sense yeah that's like deception is like a huge thing in relationships it just felt like i just it just felt like he just felt like a fraud to me like after after all that um and you know i wasn't a toxic person i wasn't the type to like cuss anybody out um like trying to match their energy or something yeah like i wasn't i wasn't you know like that like he had uh lost his job for a little bit and you know i was there for him during that time um uh, not even gonna lie a lot of women and men would have been like oh you ain't got no job then you ain't got no 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 purpose for me so why the fuck yeah so i just i just felt um i just it was more so the deception um and that was uh hard for me to come to terms with because if i did the same thing to you that's Mm -hmm. easier to understand why you would do something for me something back to me Mm -hmm. um but if i'm not doing anything to you and i'm nice and i'm positive i don't get why you would want to hurt me or anybody like that so so i have another question actually Mm -hmm. and this is something that a lot of people don't really think about until like way later Mm -hmm. after the relationships Mm -hmm. were there any signs that were given to you whether it be like a gut feeling or something something from your family that that wasn't gonna be a good relationship for you um because i know i definitely know mine um yeah um my mom had met him Mm -hmm. because i was in kennesaw for the summer because after school let out i would go to kennesaw and work at my summer job that was still there Um, and I still had my apartment in Gainesville. I just wouldn't be living there. So I would work so that I could, you know, pay, uh, the rent and Mm -hmm. whatever. And so, um, he came, he drove out there for us to, um, like go on a date. Mm -hmm. And he met my mom for a little bit. It was just like, how, how are you? How are you doing? What you guys doing today? Blah, blah, blah. Be safe. And then I came back. I was like, so... What did you think? And she was like, I don't like him. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? Why? And she was like, I really just don't like his spirit, Taylor. I can picture her face, how she said it. I really don't. Um, And then a couple months before that, he had did something. I forgot what it was. Hold on. Can I guess what she looked like when she said it? Yeah. She had a straight face. Her glasses a little lower than her eyes. And she kind of looked at you like this. Like, you know how she looked at her phone? Mm -hmm. She kind of looked at you like, I don't like it. Yeah. And my mom, like, my mom, she's not going to be like, 
She's the I don't best. like that fucking bitch. She's not like that. She's just gonna be like, I don't like him, and then she's just gonna be like, don't I don't sit like right him. With my spirit. Yeah. And so a couple months before that, I was talking to my friend AJ, um, cause we had gotten to it. And um, I needed some advice, and my friend was just like, "He's cheating on you," and I was just <laughs> like, "No, he's not. Why would you say that?" Blah blah blah. I don't think he's cheating on me. Blah blah blah. And she was like, "I'm telling you, like, I think he's cheating on you," and I didn't at the time, of course, that that hurt. But um, looking back on it now, like, she was right, and. Yeah. Uh, my mom is right, and I and during the time that uh we broke up, like I was mad at myself because I felt like if I would have just listened to my mom mm-hmm. the first time she said it, I could have saved myself a whole bunch of heartbreak and um, depression and just everything that I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, but to go back to what I was talking about, um. Um, it was just really, uh, that relationship, um, changed in the sixth month and he just like became a different person. Like he would still come see me, but we wouldn't do anything. Um, we would barely, you know, talk. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he, uh, the week before he broke up with me. We went out to dinner, and he was like, I got a new job. And I was like, oh, that's great. You've been wanting a new job. And we had a great time that day. And he was like, but it's these hours and these hours, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to see you as much. Because it had got a little better. Not all the way better, but it had got a little better by then. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, are you still taking classes on campus? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well. I mean, I could just see you on campus. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. And so, he was just like, yeah, you're right. Blah, blah, blah. So, then a week after that, the week before our one-year anniversary, he texts me and tells me, like, oh, we need to break up. Blah, blah, blah. That shit corny. Like, Breaking why? up through text. And I'm like, why? And he tells me. He was just like, oh, I just need to work on myself. Blah, blah, blah. But... Knowing what I I found out, I found out that that wasn't true. You know, he worked on other booty. That's yeah, it. he was cheating, and he just didn't want to be in a relationship anymore. Um, and so, like I said, I definitely lost my trust in men. Um, uh, the only men that I trusted was before my boyfriend. Now was oh. um. God, <laughs> um, that was the only person uh, that I trusted, and I have mostly girlfriends at the time. And the guy friends that I did have, they like men too. So you can say they were gay. Well, whatever. Isn't that what that is? Whatever. And so I, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of guy friends, and so I just, I just didn't really trust men which is kind of like a contradiction because i'm like you trusted them with your body but you didn't trust them in relationship but whatever you want to hear the signs that i that i got about um oh yeah we were talking about signs and then another sign was there's more signs 
he was just uh i noticed that he just started becoming more and more unavailable mm-hmm. um and he would be like oh i'm at work but his snap would correspond with what he would say so like oh and there was one more thing i found a vault on his phone you know how people get like those fake apps Mm-hmm. To put like certain pictures no, or I never heard somebody do some shit like that. Yeah, so I found his vault, um, and I got into it, and it was just a it was on plenty of fish and like a whole bunch of these, um, websites and stuff, and he had pictures of like naked girls in there, and I read text messages, and the only reason why I didn't break up with him then is because, um, in the messages that I read, it was like, uh, oh, um, uh, him, he was saying like, oh, I can't see you because I don't have a car. This was like a month before. Like, uh, the message that I read was a month before I read them. And he did have a car. So he was just like, oh, that's not mine. That's, uh, my friend's information and so it just didn't make sense to me because i'm like you had a car and you haven't had car problems during this time so like i don't understand i had like dumb bitch syndrome i, I should have broke up with him then but yeah, he he apologized and yeah whatever so what was your sign the first sign was the fact that we started dating two days after we talked. We started talking. Well, who asked who out first? She basically was like, "So we boyfriend and girlfriend now, right?" I was like, "Uh, yeah." She like forced me into it. I was like, "I okay. mean, you can't really say she forced you into it because you could have said nah." I was under pressure. I was young. I cracked under pressure. So yes, I can say that. Excuse me. Um. Then, so. I don't know if everybody experiences this, but if you have a good relationship with your mom and your dad or, like, any any one of them, anybody in your family, mm-hmm. their energy tells, like, their, their, their demeanor around certain people can tell you whether or not they like them. Yeah. My dad, especially, he, he won't, he'll, he'll, he'll only say hi. And bye If he don't like you Sometimes he might not even say hi And he keep, he's he's like cutthroat with it too He'll he'll like let me know Hey I ain't like her She she not good for you He didn't do that with me though No he didn't Cause y- y'all actually talk Yeah Y'all are cool Yeah And um From what you told me You know She never really spent time with your family Not at all. like she didn't help out like me like i spend time with them i help out sometimes i pro- to, to it, keep girl. i help out a little Talk bit too it, much girl. um he was like you don't have to do all of that but i was just you know this is not a weird flex this is some real shit right yeah here. i was just i was just raised differently than her i guess so i was just always taught to like if i'm over somebody's house speak yeah to them no matter who's there they're there and they know them so i was just always taught to like speak um and i knew that keeps family was very important to him and so i wasn't going to 
come in between that because my family is very important to me as well. So I made it a point to get to know them. Keith would try mm. to like rush me upstairs. Damn. <laughs> so that. I didn't even do that. Yes, you did. Like the oh, first I, month or two, wow. I started coming here. He would like try to rush Just me upstairs. Just take shots at your man. Like so, you know, we could do what grown people do. And I'll be like, um. Yeah, we can watch the game. No, I want to sit here and talk and get to know your family. Um, and so. Basketball season was literally starting. That's that's what anyway, I've been doing ever since. Um, so then another sign, my mom would tell me, like, she told me she pulled me to the side one day and was like, I don't really, I don't really like her. Like, I don't think she's good for you. She already took you away from going back to school. And I didn't really think much of it because I was young. Fuck her. I was only 19. I mean, facts, yeah, fuck her. But, yeah, I was young and... Then, I think the 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 thing that really should have told me, like, get out of there. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, my friends, like, I could see it in my friend's face. Like, they knew something was up, mm-hmm. but didn't want me to get my heart broke by telling me or something like that. They was just kind of looking out for my feelings. Mm-hmm. And then, this is the crazy part. Her parents mm-hmm. told me, hey. You are better off leaving her and getting out of this relationship because she's doing nothing but holding you back. Mm-hmm. Her mom told me, her dad told me, her sister, her sister's man told me, <laughs> like, even her cousin, that they, her cousin had lived in the same neighborhood. They, Damn. Every, they all told me, her grandma told me. Damn. All of them told me, like, Keith, you need to get up out of there. Damn. And, like, half the reason I didn't get up out of there as soon as I should have is because her family loved me. Mm-hmm. They let me drive their car. Yeah. Like, they had a brand new Jeep. But her, her dad let me drive the Jeep before he let his wife drive the Jeep. Yeah. And they cook for me all the time. Yeah. And yeah, like, they say white people don't put no seasoning on some stuff, but these white folk did. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. Mm-hmm. They, now, they did undercook the steak. It was still alive, but <laughs> when he left, I threw it in the oven. For the most part, it was it was great. Yeah. So I should have noticed after that her family told her family, not just mine, Mm -hmm. her family told me I need to get up out of there. And that was like two, three months in and I should have got up out of there. And then like the last sign before, like the last sign that I didn't realize until after, um, after like years after is like one time we had gotten an argument because she was... At her house, bored, and they had nothing to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't seen her all week. I ain't seen my friends since I got in this relationship. And my friends asked me if I could come out and like let's like let's go watch the game and get some food at Taco Mac. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna go watch the game, get some food. With my friends at Taco Mac. She got mad at me and said I don't care about her. So I I hung up on her through my phone, of course, in mm-hmm. the car. Mm-hmm. It broke, but you know, it was whatever. After that, I should have been got about it there, but yeah. my dumb ass stayed in for another two, three months. Yeah. So, um, to go back to what I was saying, um, I had what I did to like heal myself. I worked out, um, and then after I was, I I just got fed up with the whole like, f friends with benefits thing, and just like, just having sex for the wrong reasons and just tired of having meaningless sex after a while Mm -hmm. um 
and the way that I was feeling after I had it, um, I was like, I'm just going to be abstinent. And so I told my sister and my friends, and I was like, guys, I'm going to be abstinent for a year. And they're like, okay, bitch. I'm like, damn. <laughs> no type of No type of hope for you. Well, I get it because I had tried it before, and I lasted like two months, and then I did it again. But this time I was like really serious and I, I wasn't gonna guy I was like I'm not gonna have sex until Me. I'm in a relationship and we love each other. Um and that's what I did. I uh oh and I also fixed my toxic traits because I had me and him, we never argued. He would just do something, and I would be like, I didn't like that. And he would just be like, I won't do it again. And I'd be like, okay, I forgive you. But he would still do it again. And so, but like in other relationships, like relationships with my sister and in my friendships, I had toxic arguments of behavior. I had to have the last word. Mm -hmm. I always thought I was right. I didn't want to listen to the other person's side. And if I got really mad... I was a thrower. I wouldn't throw things at people, but I would just throw them around, like, in my room. Hell no. Or, you I'm know. i throw that shit right back to <laughs> Or, um, Pause. wherever I was. Like, it was really hard for me at that time to hear, like, you were wrong because it, it was, it is, it, it's never my intent to hurt somebody. Yeah. So, that's why when they would be just be like, that's what you did and i'll be like okay that wasn't my intent they'd be like but that's what you did you know it took me a while to understand that concept but i really had to fix it i had to fix my relationship with god um too because during that time i had you know straight away mm -hmm. and you know i prayed you know a lot of people say like oh uh you know pray for the man you want pray for the things you want but they forget to tell you to like pray for yourself yeah so i had to i prayed for you know my healing and for god to you know help me and send the right things in my life so that i could continue to you know be on the right path mm -hmm. for um myself i needed to do better in school um, that was a big factor for me. So I did better in school. I was doing, I got myself to do better in school than I was before. Um, and uh, one one day, um, I was just so sad with being single. I was like, I'm so tired of being single. Mm -hmm. And, you know. Of course, you, like, trust God and you have faith, but you still, like, wonder sometimes, like, when you're going to meet that person. Yeah, you start, after a long time, you start to question it. So, this, the last guy that I was friends with benefits with, he had got into a relationship, and I thought that I loved him. And I had told him a couple months before, but he didn't feel the same. He was just like, I just care about you, like, a, like a friend. Like, I don't see myself marrying you or being in a relationship with you. So that hurt and it almost sent me um, back because that was what my ex had told me. Um, but, like, at least he did keep it 100 with yeah, you. Yeah, he did. 
Um, That's one thing a lot of people fail to do. And we still followed each other on Snapchat. And he... And um, he had posted a like a picture of him and his girl. And I was like, I'm ha- I'm happy that you're happy, but I am sad, you know, because, um, you know, I I do like you and blah blah blah. And he was like, that's understandable. Um, he was like, honestly, I just prayed, um, for myself and what I wanted, and this is the person that. I felt like God sent me and he was like, maybe you should do the same thing. And so I prayed about it Mm -hmm. and um, I was uh, still on Tinder, but I wasn't active because Tinder was the main thing I used for um, my depressive phase and like my friends with benefits and my whole phase. So I was off Tinder for... um, uh, I had been off Tinder for six or seven months because mm-hmm. this was in March and I started my uh, abstinence journey in August. Um, and so um, I was just, I prayed about it and it was a really long prayer. And then I just like put on like some worship music because um, I just really wanted like a shift in mm-hmm. my life as a whole. And so I revamped my whole entire Tinder. Um, I took all my pictures down and put new ones up, and I changed my entire bio. And I didn't put my... DC Marvel fan, hopeless romantic, yeah, business major, UNG 2021. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't even put my first and last name in there because I'm like, if anybody really wants to get to know me, then they're going to uh, yeah. have to ask. It's my nerdy black girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was nerdy black girl. Um, Not no more, bitch. <laughs> and so I put, um, I put three pictures up. Uh, three or four you had the picture of you like it seemed like you was on a bridge or something and you um mm-hmm. i think you was in like a mickey mouse shirt or something like that the, the white tank with the red outlining yeah then you had the um the picture i think it was like a christmas picture you mm-hmm. had to with the love balloon mm-hmm. and then you had uh, i think it was a black and white photo you had on there too yeah i had only put three photos up there and i didn't put a lot of information in there i'm like if anybody wants to get to know me they're really gonna have to ask so and what i put on my 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 tinder profile i used to always switch it up when he had um i want i want that nip and lauren london kind of love because Cause so people don't really like if you don't really know how their relationship was before Nip passed away. Rest in peace, Nip. Of course, um, they never you never heard anything bad about them in the even when they went through the little breakup. Like mm-hmm. everything, it was cordial on both sides. So it was mm-hmm. like even if me even if me and the girl I was gonna get with did break up, it wouldn't be on no bad blood no like yeah burn bridges or nothing like it would be someone i could at least come and talk to yeah and like even if we had a kid out of it it'd be great co-parenting great communication mm-hmm. but like look but not looking to break up in the future type thing yeah so um i had revamped it that uh night but i didn't like do any swiping because um i had a long work day 
ahead of me the next day. And they started limiting your swipes. Yeah. She was trash. Um, so then when I got off work the next day, I got off pretty late. Um, but I was off for two days, so I was cool. So I started swiping, and I wasn't expecting anything. I wasn't expecting to meet whoever I was going to meet on Tinder because I had been on Tinder um, ever since my breakup and when I did have serious moments of wanting to be in a relationship it was just unacceptable and uh, if you know anything about the area of Gainesville it's not a lot of black people <laughs> um, um, and no. then the black people that are there they're just not the same type of black people they weird yeah just be straight up they're they weird. weird and they're very whitewashed because it was be it would be a lot of times where I would swipe and the black guys would have like Confederate flags in their pictures. There's some coons on there. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't expecting to match with any black some guys. Kentucky I didn't want any generals. I didn't want any white guys, so I was doing more like left. Is it left swiping if you don't want them? Yeah, swipe left. Yeah. Um, so I was doing a lot of like not swiping on people that I didn't want. Then I came across one profile, and um, it just, it had his name, Keith Reed, and that was it, um, and his bio, and he had three pictures up there. I was like... You remember what the pictures look like? Yeah, um, you had the one, the two that your friend took when y'all went to... Your Ponce, boy was swimming. Ponce City Market. We went, we went to the belt. We went to the belt line. The we belt was over line. there by Ponce. Yeah. And my 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 waves was really popping. Yeah. Swimming like my like I don't even know how to swim, but my waves were swimming. Yeah, like he uh his friend had took pictures of him and they straight looked, out the do rag. They looked really really good. Um, and so I was like, okay, Jimmy but then I, I swiped and I still wasn't expecting anything. I thought we were gonna talk for like two weeks and that would be it because that was the experience i had had when i would match with black guys you know you saw like out of those three pictures was like my three stages of keith's you had waves keith's well yeah box fade keith and you had nappy fro keith i don't think i haven't had box fade keith the, it was one of them pictures was box fade keith oh okay oh beach. yeah yeah yeah, get the so fade back too. um, Jalen Brown. That's what happened. You had another question. Um, shit. It was what was the best. Oh, what was the best thing that you that came out of that? Like, not the best thing you took from that relationship, mm -hmm. but what was the best part about the last relationship that with the bad breakup? Um, uh, like, because there's you know the and out of every. Out of almost every bad situation, there's a little good in it. I would say two things. So, the first one, um, one, when it was good in those first six months. But a year before we had met, a certain part of my hair started falling out, like, out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Like, I had hair everywhere else, mm -hmm. but everywhere but this particular spot in my hair just would not grow, no matter um, how often I... Uh, stylist would tell me to oil it wash it vitamins medicine like i just went through a lot of trial and error with trying to get my hair to grow mm -hmm. and i just wasn't successful during that time so 
I would get like uh, I was wearing wigs a lot um, and I was in of course I was insecure about it not because of any like societal beauty standard or anything like that but yeah. it's just because you know before it fell out my hair had got to a healthy stage yeah um and then it just and it was frustrating because nobody could tell me what was wrong and anything that anybody that i went to would tell me to do it wasn't working Mm -hmm. um so like in our third or fourth month of dating um i finally felt like i trusted him enough to show him that spot because at that point only my two sisters my mom and my best friend at the time at the time had seen it yeah that part of my hair um and so i showed it to him and he was just really sweet about it Mm -hmm. um he didn't make me feel ugly um or less attractive uh showing it to him so that was a good thing and then just uh the last thing was that i just really found myself and um i started uh to stick up for myself um it helped me change my own personal growth mm-hmm. my personal relationships and how i uh went about how i wanted to go about my relationships um for the future so mm-hmm. it did it, it changed me a lot in a good way um so for me it was a couple things as well one the first thing was that like i realized that like it's really easy for me to be to like become like real get a good relationship with people's family mm-hmm. like i always used to be scared like like i'm not finna I'm not about to have a good relationship with this with this girl's mom and dad and like they finna hate me and shit like that. But then like going through that relationship, I was like, hold on, her parents love me more than they fuck with her. Mm-hmm. And then um, number two, I uh, I realized how many people I really did have in my corner. Mm-hmm. Like as far as my family and my friends, like really looking out for me. Yeah, even I though I really saying. didn't listen. I should have listened, but I didn't. Yeah. Like, I still had, like, people really looking out for me. And, it, and like, the truth did hurt. But, and I kind of realized the truth hurt, but I didn't want to accept it. Yeah. And then, what else was it? Um, then, like, getting out of that relationship, I realized that, like, I I never used to put myself ahead of other people. Mm-hmm. As far as taking care of myself, I always put people ahead of me. Yeah. And that was very detrimental for myself. Like, I would put other people's, like, needs over my own health. Yeah. Which led to eventual depression. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a lot of people honestly don't even know I was depressed. Like, they know I was going through heartbreak. They didn't know I was depressed because I was really getting high in it. But then, like, once I, st- once I learned out of, out of that relationship, like, I got to put myself before other people. Mm-hmm. I made life a lot easier. I stopped caring about what people think. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's that's just about it. I ain't really get nothing else out of that. Okay. I, I don't even think I got a gift. 
Okay. Well, I think this was very successful. How about you? I like think so for our first episode. Yeah. Definitely probably some stuff we could improve on um, and do better. But I think for the most part, this is really great. And whenever you guys listen to this, um, I hope you like it. We're probably going to have some form of social media for it. Please share it. So It will be posted on different a bunch of different um podcasts yeah forms apple Podcasts, spotify yeah all that good stuff it, whatever so. it's gonna be tender love like something spelled with a y spell with a y because we don't need tender coming after us um and we called it tender love because we that's met. how we met so um appreciate you for listening share it with everybody on your instagram facebook twitter and uh we out yeah we out there be